do something very, very simple tonight. Sometimes, and I don't get to preach to our kids. You understand this, but one service a month that I get to preach to our children, and it's first Wednesday. And uh, so I, if you're a young person, you're in here. You're not normally in here. You're, you're a child. You're in here. I want you to listen very closely tonight. Things I'm going to say this evening are going to be very, very simple, but they're going to be very, very good for you. And not only them, but for us, for us. And I, I want to talk a little bit about some things. You know, people, I've often wondered, I, you got to understand this. I was born and raised in Pentecost. That's all I know. From the time I can remember, it's been worship, prayer, praise, glorifying God. So it's, it's not anything that is uh, new to me. But I've often tried to put myself in the place of those who come to this church or any church where there's uh, the power of the Spirit and people worshiping God and try to imagine how they must feel. How many of you were not raised in the Pentecostal church or a Spirit-filled church, but you came later? Let me see your hand all over this house. Was that a culture shock for you? Was that like, wow, these people are nuts. These people are crazy. When I shake hands with visitors, a lot of times after a, a great service and a move of the Holy Ghost, sometimes I'll say, we're really not crazy. We got good sense, but we sure do love Jesus. Amen. There's one thing that cannot go lacking in the church. It's called worship. Worship must, it must be retained in the church. Many Many churches, and I, I know I'm on the Internet, and they'll probably butcher me pretty good. I'll give some preachers sermons that tonight. They can preach Sunday, and they won't preach them like I preach, but they'll talk about them and sit on their stools and, you know, whatever. But, uh, but, but let me tell you something. There's, there's churches all around, all around, that do not want people to worship like we worship. They don't want to scare visitors off. Well, let me tell you, the world's tired of dead religion. They're tired of dead religion. They want somebody to worship God. Amen? And they come looking for something where there's freedom to worship the way we know how to worship. Here's what the Bible said. The Bible said in 1 Peter chapter 2, and I'll not be long tonight, 29 minutes, no more, I promise you. But you are a chosen generation, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. You're a chosen generation. Peter talking to the church. He said, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Look at your neighbor right now and say, you're peculiar. You're peculiar. You, you really are. The Bible said you were a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So here's who we are. We are people that were made to worship God. We were created for worship. Amen. I believe that it is the solemn responsibility and the obligation of every man, woman, Boy, girl, to worship God. You believe that? Worship is not just on Sunday morning. 
Worship is not just on Wednesday night. These guys that were just up here and all the singers, I just I just looked at them when I started up here and said, great job. Don't we have some magnificent talent in this church? Awesome, awesome talent. You can just turn them loose and they just do it right. But, but worship is not just Wednesdays and worship is not just Sunday. Although, when we come here for church and gather in the sanctuary of the Lord, we are gathered here to worship. We come to the house of God because it is a place of worship. Jesus said it was a house of prayer. Amen? And when we come here, we don't come to just be fixtures or sit in a balcony and or the back row, or the front row, or the side seats, and go through the motions and not really worship God. We come here to worship and magnify Jesus Christ. Has He done anything for you? Has God been good to you? Amen. I've often said it, you've heard it many times, I'll say it one more time. We praise God for what He has done. But we worship God because of who He is. Amen? And He is the Almighty God. I want to give you a little, I want to give you a little insight. You know, uh, several years ago, and I hope I can get through all this real quick. Several years ago, I was invited to preach at a, a another denomination's church. And uh, I went. And, uh, well, I first went to a a men's gathering. The pastor and I became friend, he, friends, and he invited me to go, and I went. And uh, he, he, you know, he said uh, at the end of, of the meeting or sometime during the meeting, he said, we're going to have prayer. Well, you know, you've got to understand now. I don't know anything about what y'all are doing. I just know the way we do it. So he said, we're going to pray. Well, he said, Brother so-and-so, would you lead us? And so Brother so-and-so started praying. Well, I started praying too. And they all looked at me like I was crazy. And I'm thinking, surely you don't believe God just hears one of us. Surely not. Matter of fact, I serve as a chaplain on the Washtenaw Parish Sheriff Department, and we were praying for the sheriff at a meeting a few months ago, and uh, we got in a circle, all the chaplains around the sheriff, and he was there. We had lunch together, and uh, the head chaplain said, we're going to have prayer for the sheriff. And he, he said, okay, we'll start right here. And so, you know, and he's my buddy. I love him. And, and he, so one by one, all the chaplains prayed, and they got to the end. I think I might have been the last one, and I prayed. We got through praying, and somebody said, wow, that took a while. And I said, well, if you had been Pentecostal, we could have all done that at one time. It had been over with. And that's the truth. But here's what the Bible said in Acts chapter 2, or Acts chapter 4. The Bible said in verse 24, when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord. Everybody say one accord. And said, Lord, thou art God which has made heaven and earth and, and the sea and all that dwell, all that in them is. We pray together 
out loud because it is biblical. I just want you to understand that. We have Bible for praying together. Aren't you glad God don't listen to just one of us at a time? I'm not bashing any other religion. I'm just saying that if that were true, that he couldn't hear but one of us at a time, he's got a lot of stops to make because there's a lot of churches and a lot of people and a lot of folks around the world praying. I'm so glad that we can lift our voice in prayer and God can hear us all pray. And he hears every one of us individually pray. You believe that? That's why He's God and you're not. He hears us and He knows us. So that's, that's the first thing. I, this is why we worship the way we do. People say, well, what? that's confusion. That's not confusion. That's biblical. Amen. It's right. We, we, we don't just pray together and pray out loud. But we lift our hands when we pray. Many times. We, does, do you lift your hands when you pray? You know what? You shouldn't just lift your hands here. You should lift your hands when you're at home praying. Now don't lift your hands when you're driving down the road praying. Lift one at a time. But we lift our hands. And here's why. If you got a pen and paper, if you want to mark it, I'm just going to be simple with you tonight. But I want our kids to understand. I want our young people to understand this. The Bible said in Psalms 134 and 2. They'll put it on the screen for you tonight, hopefully. Is there anybody running that? Yes. I see a hand. Yes. I can't tell who you are, but thank you. Amen. Is it Tommy? Thank you, Tommy, old faithful. Psalms 134.2, the Bible said this, Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. We're biblical. Amen? I've been to churches where you didn't dare lift your hands. But the Bible said, lift up your hands when you come to church. Lift up your hands where? In the sanctuary. What is this? When you come to church, you're supposed to lift your hands and worship God. The Bible said you bless the Lord. We're too busy sometimes saying, bless me, Lord. But here's what David said. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. O bless His holy name. I just come to bless you tonight. I come to lift up my hand. Let me tell you what else lifting hands is. It's a sign of surrender. It's a sign of surrender. That uh, You've heard me preach years ago. I preached a sermon on come out with your hands up. You know, that's what the cops say. Come out with your hands up. You know why? That means I surrender. I watch live PD all the time. And the first thing they say is, let me see your hands. They put, <laughs> don't look at me like that. You do too. But, but, but when, they, when they stop a vehicle and, and they don't, the first thing they see is, let me see, or say is, let me see your hands. Well, let me tell you, the Lord wants to see your hands. Not doing work that is evil, 
but he wants to see him lifted up and blessing the Lord and worshiping the Lord. That's why when you come to church, be ready. We're going to lift our hands here. We're going to worship God with the lifting of hands. Amen. Lift up your hands. How many people? Oh, everybody's got to lift up your hands and worship God. Hallelujah. This is taking a little time. I want to give you, I want to tell you why we worship the way we do. Why we do what we do. Kids, listen to me. Young people, listen to me. Learn to worship and lift your hands and learn to pray out loud. There's nothing I hate anymore than to say, let's all pray. And it sounds like a funeral home. Pray out loud. Call upon the name of the Lord. Pray loud unto God. Prayer and supplication. Amen. Let me let me hurry. Here's another thing that we do. We sing. Everybody say we sing with all our heart. Now I'm, I'm going to tell you something. The, Singing's not like it used to be. It used to be about four lines you had to memorize, and we sang them 140 times. But now they've got so many words they have, we have to put on the screen. We, there's no way you'd ever remember all the words, which that's fine with me because the Bible said singing to the Lord a new song. You can't get hung up on old stuff all the time. I love old stuff. We just sang an old song. We try to put a mix of it here at this church, and and we need that because... You know, you got you got older and you got younger, and I won't go into all that, but we need that. But here's the deal. Here's what the Bible said. Psalms 98 and 4. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Some of you ain't going to like this. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Make a joyful noise and make a... Loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. In other words, open your mouth and give God praise when you sing. Give God glory. You say, well, I can't sing, but just make a joyful noise. Amen? Some folks can't sing and don't know it. Some folks can't sing and do know it. Thank God for those that do know it. Amen. But here's what the Bible's command is. You make a joyful noise. You lift your voice. You make a loud noise unto the Lord. Amen. A loud noise. And you rejoice and you sing praises unto God. That's called worship. The reason we sing like we do with all of our hearts is because it's biblical. Matter of fact, we don't just sing... The Bible says to play instruments in the book of 2 Samuel chapter 6 and verse 5. The Bible said, And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments, made of fir wood, even on harps, on psalteries, on timbrels, and on cornets, and on cymbals. You know why all this is up here? It's not for show. It's to praise God. You know why these drums are here? To worship God. You know why this keyboard is here? To worship God. This organ is to worship God. Anything else we can drag up. Guitars, harmonicas, 
whatever. It's to worship God. The Bible said David and all of his house. Let me tell you about David now. David was a worshiper. I preached a little bit about him a few days ago. But David, to him, every tree was God, every river was God, every mountain was God. He was constantly worshiping God in his writings and his songs, and he was a worshiper. And the Bible said David and all of his house, all the house of Israel, they played on all manner of instruments. So what we do here, you know, I, I, I'm trying to be real nice here, but, but I've been to some of the deadest places you can ever imagine. Loud is not necessarily anointed, but loud is biblical. Soft is not. I know y'all don't like that, but it's the truth. It's the truth. Loud is biblical. And instruments are biblical. And singing is biblical. And lifting your hands is biblical. Amen? You want some more? Here's some more. Everybody do this right here. You know why we do that? It's not because somebody made a touchdown. Although we do. It's not because somebody sang a great song at a concert. But we applaud people that do well. Amen? It's not because your kid won an award at school this week. Might, and you may clap. But here's what the Bible said. You ready? Psalms 47 and 1. A psalm for the sons of Korah. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. And I love this. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. <clears throat> i got to talk to you a minute. How long has it been since you shouted? I shout all the time up here. Shouting is not this stuff. Okay, that's not shouting. Shouting's not, I love you, Ruthie. I love you. I mean, Sunday service cranked up, and she was already in dance mode. That's good stuff. But that's not shouting. We got all that wrong. The Bible said, shout unto the Lord. Somebody shout right now. See, that's shouting. Hallelujah! Shout with a what? A voice of what? Now, I'm going to ask you an honest question. How many of you have ever been to anything where your kid was involved and they did well? Uh-huh. That's just exactly the way you acted, wasn't it? Yeah. Don't tell me that shy business. You get in church, you want to calm down. You want to act like, mm, no, we're not going to do that here. I don't, I don't believe you've got to act like an idiot. But I believe you've got to get excited about the Lord. Amen? There ain't nothing wrong with shouting with the voice of triumph in the church of the living God. <laughs> Clap your hands, all you people. And, and look, while you're clapping, just shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah. <laughs> do, you know, do you know they had a ball game in LSU Stadium a few years ago? And it registered over seven on the Richter scale. And it was when we beat Florida. Yes. 
I wasn't there. But that's a loud noise. When it shakes the earth, when it shakes the earth, and there's a probably not a hundred thousand then, but it 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 it's there now. Over a hundred thousand people in a stadium that can shake the earth. That's a shout of triumph. Do you know there's a a stadium? Let me give you a little sports quiz, right quick. Did anybody know where the twelfth man is? Oh, help us, Jesus. I know it. I hate it. Shut up, Dennis. It is. The home of the twelfth man. You know why they call it the home of the twelfth man? Came eleven players play, but the twelfth man is in those stands. The twelfth man is what gives them that. Mm. You got me? Do you know the church is no different when it comes to that kind of that kind of psychology and that kind of worship and do you know what happens when people start shouting unto God? Do you know what kind of victory comes when people lift their voices unto God? You can go to church and be quiet all you want to. I'm going to church and lift up my voice. I'm going to clap my hands. I'm going to lift my hands in worship. I'm going to pray out loud. I'm going to sing unto God the praises. I'm going to give Him everything I've got. That's what we worship. Why we worship the way we worship. Hallelujah. Boy, I tell you what, I'd hate to go to a church that didn't believe in that. They'd probably throw me out. Shouting. We ought to shout every day. Somebody said, how long has it been since you shouted? You ought to shout all the time. You ought to shout when the preacher's preaching. You ought to shout when the singers are singing. You ought to shout when somebody gets healed. You ought to just shout in the middle of a service. Somebody just needs to say, Hallelujah! Not, Hallelujah. Amen, brother. Get out of here. Shows how big God is to you. Amen. I don't mind telling you, you know this. I'm a pretty big sports fan. I like it. I like it. Uh, I, I just like it. But I don't like that anymore and I like church. And if I'm going to give any kind of energy to anything out there, man, T-ball. Anybody ever been in a T-ball game? Isn't T-ball the greatest? Isn't that awesome? Garrett, you like T-ball, bub? Yeah, man. You know why? They're just starting. And they hit the ball and they may run to third base. They may run to left field. Somebody told me the other day, I may have been you, Burl, said somebody hit the ball and just kept running right on past first and right on out to right field. Isn't that great? You know what you're doing in the stands? Go, 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 go! Don't tell me you don't. Renee, you act like that. I know you do. And I want to see that on you Sunday morning right there. I want that same spirit to get on you. I'm picking on her. Hey, we all do. That's our kids. That's a, hey, has it dawned on you? He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on a rock to stay. He put a song in my soul today. 
You want to know why I get excited? Somebody told me the other day, you're going to die preaching. I said, oh, I hope so. I can't think of a better way to go. And I hope when I do die, I'm screaming at the top of my lungs about Jesus Christ and the cross and the power and the victory and the glory because He deserves my worship. I've got to get you all out of here on time now. I don't want you complaining. Here's another one. Dance. Dance. We dance here. You get thrown out of some churches for dancing. Oh, they'll go out to the other places and dance. I'm talking about dancing in church. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with the stringed instruments and organs. I wish I, wish I could have had every one of you on a boat in the Sea of Galilee. I wish you'd been there. Because our guy just turned it over to the guy that ran the boat. And, and um, so we all gathered around. And, and they had the music on. And he said, I'm going to teach you how to dance. That was pretty awesome. Because it wasn't none of this lewd, sensual junk that the world calls dancing. It was a, it was a dance of joy. And rejoicing, and they joined hands, and and I don't know what all they did. I was I was videoing, I was filming. I figured I'd had enough dancing in, so I let them do my dancing. But 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 all our group was just we were dancing. Hey, we did. We danced in Israel on the Sea of Galilee on a boat. We danced, and we had a blast doing it. You know why? <clears throat> because the Bible said dance before the Lord. Dance. Now, you say, well, I don't, I, don't, I don't know about all that. Don't give me that junk. Some of you came from a dance world. And some of you know how to get down right now. And if the right song comes on, you'll cut a rug when ain't nobody looking. Don't tell me I know you. Yeah. Huh? My 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 <laughs> Earlene ain't here. She's gone. Uh, my grandkids gonna teach her to do a dance here not too long ago. I wish y'all could have seen that. <clears throat> oh, help us, Lord! Again, I was videoing. Praise Him with the temple and dance. You got to praise God in the dance and praise Him with the stringed instruments and the organs. That's commandments of the Scripture. I'm hurrying now. I got just a few minutes left, and and so this is why we 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 do what we do. You know, I I get tickled every once in a while because somebody come up for prayer and I'll grab this bottle of oil and I'll put some on my finger and go down and I'm watching newcomers go. You know why we do this? This is part of our worship. This is part of what we do. Kids, listen to me. There's a scripture in James chapter 5, verse 14, 15. Here's what it says. Is any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. 
this anointing all, it's not the all, it's symbolic of the Spirit of God. And so when we pray, we believe the Spirit of God is going to come on that person and they're going to be, anybody here ever been anointed with all? Anybody here ever been healed by the power of God? You see, it's all biblical. It's not a show. It's not a routine. It's not just a casual thing that we do because this is what we've done 50 years. This is in the Bible. Amen. Amen. We we do things the way we do them. Not to just be a ritual. I want you to get this. Adults too. We do them because they are the Word of God. I, I, want, I want to end all that I have to say tonight with, with a little chapter. You need to mark this chapter in your Bible. You need to read it often. It's not very long. It's very short. It's the last chapter of the book of Psalms. Psalms has 150 chapters. It's 150. Okay? Here's what it says. I'm going to read it to you, and then I'm going to talk about it just for two minutes. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Everybody say, that's the church. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Say, that's the world. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of a trumpet. Praise him with a psaltery and harp. Praise Him with a timbrel and dance. Praise Him with the string instruments and organ. Praise Him on the loud cymbals. Praise Him on the high-sounding cymbals. And then He said this. Let everything... This is the way the whole book of Psalms ends. Listen, the last verse of the book of Psalms, which is full of worship and praise to God. He said, let everything that hath breath... That's not a suggestion. That's a commandment. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. This is why we do what we do. It's not for show. It's not just so. And, and, and let, let me tell you what praise does, okay? I don't have time to preach it all tonight. I, I, I forgot it was first Wednesday till about 4 o'clock. Toby walked in my office and said, boy, first Wednesday. Blah, blah, blah. I said, what? I'm preparing for an hour, so I'm condensed it down to 30 minutes tonight. Ain't y'all proud of me? I forgot it was first Wednesday. My forgetter's working. Sure is easier on me. But here, here's, here's, the, here's the deal. When you walk into this church Sunday, you come ready to lift your hands. You come ready to clap. You come ready to sing with all your might. You come ready to dance before the Lord. Because here's what praise does. You ready? We had, we had a gentleman come here some time ago, and he, 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 kept, he, he asked this question often. Why do y'all do so much singing? And why, I want to hear the preaching. Well, here's why we do that. Because praise prepares us, and it invites God in. Everybody say this with me. God inhabiteth 
the praises of Israel. We say it this way, the Lord inhabits the praise of his people. Israel's his people. He lives in praise. And when you start praising God, you're inviting God in. I, I was so thankful for the first song you sang tonight. You had no clue what I was going to preach. But you know what the Bible said? Enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving. And come where? Into his courts with what? With praise. So when you come in, you come in with a thankful heart. And you, you enter the courts with praise. You walk into the presence of God and start worshiping and praising God. Lifting your hands. The Bible, I could go on and on. The Bible talked about lifting up holy hands without wrath or doubting. I could, I could give you, I just gave you just a little icing on the cake tonight. I could preach another hour on worship and why we do what we do. But when you see people dancing in the Spirit, when you see people clapping their hands, when you see people raising their hands, when you hear people shouting unto God, shouting. Do you know how many churches in Monroe, Louisiana you get thrown out of if you went shouting on Sunday morning? Not here. Because we believe in shouting into God with a voice of triumph. Now look, there's also a scripture that says, let everything be done decent. Everybody say decent. Say, and in order. If it's out of order, don't worry about it. I'll stop it. Because the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet, and the preacher has to be in charge of the service. Hello? See, I told you I could preach another hour. There's a lot of stuff I could preach right now. And I've seen some that wasn't in order. And I've seen some try to take over a service, and they called it worship. It's not worship when you're trying to, trying to outdo somebody. It's not worship when it's ungodly. You with me? It's worship when you... You let it flow from the inside, and you have a thankful heart. Oh, 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 how I love Jesus. Oh, how I worship you tonight, Lord. Would you stand all over this house with me? Kiddos, learn to worship God. Learn to put your hands up. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. All of our little ones, learn to worship God. I know they teach you that in kid life, but, but keep coming to the house of God and keep worshiping God. Develop into a worshiper. A worshiper. Nothing, 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 nothing. Listen to me. Good preaching, good singing, good nothing will ever take the place of worship. Never. I don't care how much talent we got. I don't care how good you can play, how good you can sing, how good you can preach. I don't care. Nothing will ever take the place of worship in the church. Worship is vital. It's the breath of the church. It's what keeps us alive. When you start sending praise up, God starts sending power down. When you start sending praise up, you open heaven's windows and the blessings start to pour. Hallelujah. Somebody give God a shout. Somebody give God a clap. Somebody lift your hands up. Somebody give God some praise on a Wednesday night. Somebody tell him how awesome he is. Hallelujah. Somebody worship. Worship, worship, worship. Oh, 
it's a part of our being. It's a part of what we are. It's a part of what we do because it's all in the Word of God. And we love Him. We love Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hope I've helped you. Kiddos, practice. Oh, you say practice. Preacher, are you crazy? No. No. Do you know how many kids play church? Huh? You know how many kids have preached sermons at home and sung special songs and played an instrument? My kids did it. Yours do too. You know what? Let them go. And when they get in this church, you won't ever see me stop a kid from dancing and worshiping and praising God. You won't ever see me stop that. Because let me tell you what, that needs to be born in them and bred in them. Because worship is a part of this church. Worship is a part of who we are and a part of what God wants. Amen. Let's clap our hands and shout unto God one more time. Everybody in the... Glory, glory, glory. I'll give you one thing to go home on, okay? Here it is. If you want to get the devil out of your life and get the devil out of your house and get the devil off your back and send the devil packing, just start worshiping. That's all you got to do. You start calling on the name of Jesus, start worshiping God. I tell you what, he'll open the door and jump out of your vehicle. He'll get out of there. You start walking around your house giving God praise, he'll get out of your house. He can't stand that. He can't stand you worshiping God. Come on now. I'm telling you the truth. You want to get rid of the devil in your life, you start praising and worshiping God. Quit mullygrubby and start worshiping. Quit talking about how terrible it is and start talking about how big God is. Quit or I'll be preaching a long time. I love you. I'll see you Sunday. going to be a great day. God bless you. I love you. Thank you for coming on Wednesday night.